Oh. I'm the only one who has that reaction. Every time it gets me. The countdown? Yeah. Just numbers. Which wow. you don't remember any that belong to athletes, which always blows my mind. That's true. That's true. Really? Oh, like jersey oh. numbers? Yeah, he can't. Yeah. He will never get a jersey I'm number bad. right, even popular ones. He barely got Jordan when I asked him. He was like, <laughs> oh, okay, I now this know. is just slanderous. So if uh, I threw out some quarterbacks, would uh, you not be able to know, guess their numbers? Like some really uh, easy ones. Yeah. I mean, depends. We'll find out. Dak Prescott. Yep, nothing. Like 12? <laughs> this is the, <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Uh, he feels like a. I was going to say, is it, is it like a. Like a is he seven? Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. Um, so in my mind, I was like, even... there's no way that Colin Kaepernick and Kirk Cousins have the same number. But I was like, no, wait, maybe he does. You Jaylen got Colin Hurts. Kaepernick. Nice job. I did. Wait, which one? Jalen Hurts. I I'm seeing a single digit. Mm. I feel like a mentalist. Uh, <laughs> uh, three? This no. is, by the way, how you to bring this to actual football news. This is how you knew Baker Mayfield had entered the journeyman phase of his career because when he came to the Rams, seventeen. Yeah, that's rough. Mm, wait, that's was, rough. was so 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 no? That was I got it wrong. Is that what we're saying? It was two. Jalen Hurts is two. Yeah. Well, you guys all got it wrong on Kirk Cousins, who's number eight for the record. Well, um, no, what are you doing? Oh, oh I no. knew it. Goodness gracious! Oh, I wow. knew it. Um, well, let's go on to another 17. Josh Allen, how much of a shot do you give the Jets to beat the Bills wow. for a second time? I just want to clarify. I know it's 17 for Baker is a backup number, but for Josh Allen, it, you got to be big to wear 17. Yeah, Don't you? Like, off. it's a big man's jersey number. <laughs> I gave you the perfect the double, segue. The double wow. digit. Yeah, you're Summed not big enough. Not you. thick enough for that second number. Um so the Jets to beat the Bills for a second time. I mean, the Bills, like the questions. Okay, let me let me let me start off this way. This is how my, my feeble brain thinks about this. What? Why are you laughing at me actually taking you inside of my process? I'm sorry. Please it was the pause. Yeah, it, it was. was. It was like I wasn't sure if you were setting us up or if like you had you a glitch in your brain. Waiting for us to jump in. Oh, I, I was confused. And so I was looking at Mina's face, and I could see she was doing the same thing. No, and it was I'm, fun. I'm, I wanted to I'm see what he had to say. by myself. You guys were ready to jump in. You didn't, so I'm just here skipping alone. Okay. Skip noticing it. that the Bills taught us a lot, I think, by beating the Patriots very handily. Right, that was the game where it's like, oh, Josh Allen's gonna be tested. His elbows up. The Patriots' defense is one of the best defenses statistically. No problems at all. And so, to me, I do not anticipate the Jets beating the Bills, even if Von Miller is out for the year, based solely on that. Nice. I like the way. So the, it was the the inflection of the final word. You were better that time. The last time, the inflection was like it was continuing. So I, I like you like nailed that final word. Yeah, I mean, they actually. The Bills are probably not as good as they were uh, last time they played, and yeah. the Jets feel like they're better than they were last time they played, but I still don't think that the that the uh, Jets are going to win this game, in part because Josh Allen played really well last week. So I said what Pablo said, but I said it better. Thank you. Yep, yep. That's definitely what – did not happen. So as Alabaster just pointed out via note card, uh, the Bills game last year was the Mike White it's over game. Like it was when the the oh, pumpkin the, right. the carriage turned back into a pumpkin. Are there any other better metaphors for that, by the way, for something that was like 
like a you know a a, a cool fun story. Somebody, yeah, uh, but they're all disgusting, honestly. Marcel yeah, compared Mike White to Jeremy metaphors. Lin on my podcast. Marcel Louis Jacques, oh, offensive. I was offended. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, um, you. Thank you, Marcel. <laughs> Up, and and then he was it. like, what did they call that, Lynn Sanity? And I was like, don't try to come up with the Mike White equivalent of that because uh, it's going to sound really uh, offensive. It's whatever. Be, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. going to sound like a campaign I, slogan uh, for somebody <laughs> nobody wants to win. Beep, beep, beep. Okay. So here's why I think the Bills will <laughs> well, win. Um, I, I, they don't have Von Miller. Yeah, and they, they don't, don't want have, him replaced. Uh, God. Um, they don't have my Von Miller, but they do have Gregory Rousseau. And I think perhaps more importantly, they've got Jordan Poyer and then their two starting linebackers who are extremely good, Tremaine Edwins, Edmonds for me, and Matt Milano in this game. The Bills defense is not the fully formed battle station, fully armed battle station rather that we thought they were headed into the season, but they're still a very good defense. They're good enough, I think, to handle Mike White. On the other side of the ball, uh, this is the strength-on-strength matchup, the Bills' offense against the Jets' defense. And it's a really fun one, and I've been thinking about it for the last few days. And I've arrived at a theory that I want to run by Dominique because and, and Pablo, too. Oh, great. I'll watch you <laughs> I, run it by him Also, over like here. to hear Pablo's thoughts on this football thesis yeah, that I have. definitely valued. Um, okay, so I think when you play the Bills, all you just got to shut down. Not shut down, but it's all about Stephon Diggs because yep. – Outside of Stephon Diggs, they don't really have a lot of answers. Gabe Davis has been kind of inconsistent. Every now and then, like I say, McKenzie will have a good game. But for the most part, it comes down to Diggs. So then the question is, what is the best way to defend Stephon Diggs? So I was looking back at his performances this season. And weirdly, the worst one was against the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving, which sounds insane until you remember it's the same Lions team that also had a pretty good handle on Justin Jefferson. And in that game, Dominique... They pressed the bleep out of him. So then I went back and I looked at uh, Stephon Diggs' numbers versus press versus off, and he is way more successful this year versus off coverage, which kind of makes sense knowing him and his game. And if you give him a cushion, he's going to just continue to grind out, or not really grind out, but to uh, get those 10-yard catches up and down the field. So if I'm in this one, I ask my two awesome cornerbacks to get Physical with Diggs at the line of scrimmage. What do you think of my theory, former NFL cornerback? Um, I think that's a great theory. I also think it would be nice to have some help over the top. The thing with um, the last time they played, if I remember correctly, yeah. early in the game, Stefan Diggs hit my man uh, Sauce with a double move and got yeah. past him. Uh, and Sauce played well. Like You're a corner. You're going to get beat sometimes. You're not going to be able to be competitive on all intermediate routes and also never give up double moves or give up big plays. So I don't mean that as a criticism of Sauce. It's a lot like playing baseball, playing corner. It's like you're going to fail a lot, but you also, when you hit those, when you get a hold of a pitch, you better hit out of the park, which he's capable of doing. So I think as long as they're comfortable with the risk that comes with it, because rolling the coverage that way is not yeah. – I haven't seen them do a lot of it, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. Rolling the coverage to Stephon Diggs and force them to go to Gabe Davis because I wouldn't mind like the classic Belichick strategy of yes. uh, putting your best corner on Gabe Davis, particularly when your best corner is Sauce, who is big and long and seemingly has the skills to – And DJ Reed is awesome. Yeah, so, DJ, like, yeah. it's not so, – you're not it's making not a big sacrifice. A step, yeah, a step down, right. which – um, so I wouldn't be opposed to that strategy with the exception of the fact that they don't play a lot of man. It would take them out of the things that they tend to do yeah. well, which I don't think they're going to do. So the challenge with the amount of zone that they play in the press is, I guess you, you have to do like pattern match stuff and, and also just lock on. So the backside of cover three single receiver side turns to the man. But if you have multiple receivers to the front side and you're in press coverage, 
you're going to get exploited unless you just lock on other places. So yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah, we all know that. Dominic, you can't, obviously that, that's the challenge of it. And uh, Diggs is not someone who moves nearly as much as Justin Jefferson, which I think Justin Jefferson gives you problems in that is you don't know where he's going to end up. It, it doesn't feel like to me, I mean, Diggs will line up in a slot. He'll go in motion occasionally, but it's not, it feels like with Jefferson. Not as much. That, yes. Yeah, at every snap thing. So uh, from switching now to the other side, that's what I would do if I were the Bills and I start to accept that Stefan Diggs, people recognize he is the main catalyst is yeah. you got to move him around and not only confuse the, or not only challenge them to show their coverage, but also challenge them to change their coverages, particularly when you're doubling. The double man changes when you move to different places and the zone responsibilities change if you go from single receiver side to double uh, to a two receiver side or even a three receiver side. Right, Pablo? I like how football conversation can sound like just listening to airline pilots talk about how their day was. It's like, yeah, we had a niner on the two five. We had a bit of chop. We went right through it. Chop. And then we had to get a, another on the nine on the on the, on the I said niner again because yeah. I, I literally ran out of <laughs> airplane. That's how complicated it is. Yeah, I'm like Niners. All I got is Niner. Uh, Josh Allen it. is like an airplane. Like you know that they're going to take off, but if he wants, he can just keep taxiing and go to a building. <laughs> That's kind of what it's like playing him. I think they'll like to take the more, again, to use kind of an airline term, the 30,000 foot view of this. What mm. we're discussing is we both think the Bills are going to win, but we also think this is a much weaker team than we felt coming into the season. Defense, that's because of injuries. On the offense, it's not because of injuries. It's because we realize, oh, snap, like it really is digs and some guys and yeah. i feel like that's not something i thought coming into the season i thought they were pretty stacked right right alabaster wants in. yeah pablo i want to run this theory by you thank um, you the big theory Someone. for this game is as long as josh allen doesn't just throw for 205 yards with zero touchdowns and two interceptions and turn the ball <laughs> over in the red zone against the Jets like he did earlier this season, then the Bills will be probably fine. What do you think about that theory, Pablo? Yeah, that's Punctual a great P. theory. That, that's a great theory. In my, uh, in my professional history as somebody who watches things and is like, oh, that guy's sucking right now, it feels like he should not suck, and that would be a good thing. Oh, the thing yeah. about sucking is sometimes it's well. Never mind. I'm going to stop because Pablo's going to jump all over that. <laughs> yeah, don't um, don't do yeah. it. Don't do it. The thing about this game is Josh Allen wasn't all bad just because Josh Allen's bad. This defense has been really good yeah. against a lot of teams for a real long time. So saying don't be bad, True. not giving you what you want, Pablo, is a lot but harder to do. We played the interceptions today in NFL Live, and they were insane. <laughs> Like they were so stupid. <laughs> and I love the thing about Josh Allen. Allen. That's the thing. They're, about they Josh make Allen. No, like one of them. It. I'm like, you're just throwing to him. There's no other. Like no, you must that's, have that momentarily. Was game, that was the game where the DB disappeared in his mind. Like he's rolling out to the side, <laughs> and there's a DB right. Yeah, and then that's a DB the one, goes yeah. behind, and he just throws it like he went through a. a portal of some kind it was it, incredible I remember literally the there was one where i was like the only explanation for this is like momentary color blindness and like the colors <laughs> flipped in your mind because this one makes because when, when in real time i was like oh they must have like disguised coverage nope Nope. <laughs> well, so this is so this is this is the question that I have because so far you guys have generated for weeks now listening to you talk about Josh Allen like a truly almost mystical theory of why he is not good sometimes. And it's simply because 
there are things that happen in his brain that none of us can see or diagnose in any clinical way. And so nothing defensively, there's no too high theory. Like there's nothing we've learned about why this happens outside of sometimes he just that's, be doing dumb shit. But that's so interesting because you're right. And I think like typically with quarterbacks, when they have struggles, like, I don't know, we were talking about Tua earlier this week. It's like, what did the defense do? Or if like, you know, Patrick yes. Mahomes struggles against the Bengals, we're like, man, that Lou Anarumo. When Josh Allen struggles, we're just like, Josh, Josh. <laughs> Josh. It's, and it's a very unique quality Josh. where like, it literally just seems to be about him. That's the funny thing is I was going to make the point that it sometimes it works out, but now I'm thinking about some of those things where it's like he had that touchdown pass last week where he's jumping, or was that two weeks ago, where he's jumping out of bounds, throwing across his body. It was last week. Yeah. It was yeah, crazy. It was Thursday it night. Was it was incredible. one of the craziest things I've ever seen in my <laughs> it's life. so amazing and so on point. And I wanted to say that sometimes he does that and it works and sometimes he doesn't yeah. and it doesn't work which is true, but then I'm thinking about that uh, that black hole portal 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 interception that he threw. It's like no, he wasn't very trying to similar. Spectacular. He just was yeah. like throwing the ball, and he just didn't see a guy. He's yeah, weird. but it was the same part of the field, which is yeah. Why he was rolling. I, yeah. was, was rolling I just right. want to point out. I just want to point out that in every other circumstance, the diagnosis you have given him leads to us concluding that he is literally throwing games. <laughs> He just does this stuff that he never does otherwise that is totally beneath him where he just well, the throws the ball is, to people the thing is, completely randomly. The thing That's is, weird. He, it's not that he never does it otherwise. He's always done it. Is the thing. Yeah. He, the the stuff that's an, is a little bit more anomalous is the last few seasons is he's done it and it worked a lot more than it did in the past. Yeah. And he's done a little less of the weird stuff. Fair. So oh, guys, I do want to ask pilot intercom. Yeah, I do want to ask one more follow up uh, because when we discuss Josh Allen, it sort of leads to this. They're the number one seed in the AFC again, but I mm. am wondering with the wavering how you feel about this team. Do you still think of them as the best ish team in the conference? Uh. I think it's. I think they're still in the topper. I, but I, th my concerns with them are not about Josh Allen. They're about the fact that they lost Von Miller and Micah Hyde. Like that's it's health that concerns me about with this team. It's health is why I'm not. I don't think they're the best team anymore. But I do think they're still. I I, I still put them. I don't know about you guys. I still put them on, on the same level as the Chiefs. And yep, are we doing it? I almost and... said and, and then I stopped myself. No, I'm not put there just yet. I know they beat the Chiefs. Wow, they they're, they're, right, they're right. They're right. They're right. <laughs> I am Man. fully Joe Burrow pilled this season, though. I am all in. Joe well, Burrow, then, but... so what's stopping you? What's stopping you if you're Burrow pilled from putting them in the company the of the game? team that he has now beaten three straight times? Yeah, I just want to see. Yeah, the Browns game wasn't that long ago. I, I want to see a little bit more, but they're firmly in that next tier. Right all right. Tell Cincinnati. Mina wants to see a little Miami's bit more. there, you know. That's right. Maybe you can, you know, beat Patrick Mahomes one day. <laughs> Miami so, and uh, Cincy, same tier? Yeah. Okay. For me, yeah. Mm -hmm. That feels right. That feels I, right. I wanted to start some beef, but I'm not going to be able to do it because I think I agree with you. Do you agree with Vegas that the Lions should be favored against the Vikings? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of people who should feel grievously insulted for the fact that they have done this thing where they are 10 and 2 and yet are treated like literally worse than the Detroit Lions. Yeah, this is funny. This is funny to me. It, the, the craziest part about it is it's not even that Vegas is disrespecting him. It's that commoners are disrespecting them. Because like, I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for Vegas to take your money. 
because Vegas yes. is assuming that you believe that the the Vikings are going to win. So like, and the Vikings should be favored. So give the Vikings a couple points and Vegas can get rich. But what this tells me is that Vegas believes, or at least the people are betting in such a way that they're like, nah, you're going to have to give us some points to take the Vikings. Not only have analysts been crushing you all year, not only is Vegas crushing you, the commoner who just stumbles into the sports book and finds whoever has the better <laughs> record and picks them, they like, nah, I don't heard some good things about this Lions <laughs> and this Kirk Cousins situation. Can't I'm fool not me. happy about it. Like that is wild to me. Because we always talk about these lines and we appreciate that the lines aren't, I mean, they're yes, meant to they're project there the to game, generate, but, but they're, they're also bets. right. So what they're saying to us is that more people would like to bet on the Lions, the Detroit Lions. Those the football Lions are 14th <laughs> in Football Outsiders DVOA metric. The Minnesota Vikings are 21st in DVOA. Oh, this is um, Vegas, man, listen. Man, listen is the start of a lot of great <laughs> stories in my life. <laughs> like, are we about to light a cigarette now? Man, like, listen. First, we was <laughs> there. Then, uh, so look, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna peel back the curtain a little bit of the take industrial complex for those who are listening. We generally believe our takes, but um, they, they can be informed by bias. They can be informed by things we've said in the past. They can be informed by wanting to have a good conversation, not wanting to be terrorized by a fan base. Perhaps there's a lot of things that go into it. Vegas is, is, uh, that's pure takery. There's no, yeah. no, like the Vegas, nobody is old takes exposing Vegas, yeah. Vegas. That line is a reflection of how people, smart people actually feel about two football teams. So I'm just going to say that um, I guess you could ask. Oh, wait, no, Mina's going to revert now to the part where she does the thing that she said sometimes we do secretly. <laughs> She's going to do that part now. <laughs> I think it's a reasonable question to ask. Is this more about Vegas? Vegas, I like we're just using Vegas, thinking that the Vikings are frauds or is it Lions respect? It Obviously feels it feels like fraud. I mean, Alabaster, yeah. put that card back out. Absolutely, I, I mean that, that's a that is a great ESPN sports industrial complex question because, like, I think you know the obvious answer is the one that is most salacious. Like, yes, a ten and two team being like underdog. I don't think it's ever happened. I saw someone yeah. like I yeah. I don't think it, like in the history. Absolutely Hate disrespect. It. Yeah, this is uh, and the nobody believes in us thing that everyone says. No one can say it anymore because it belongs you know, to to this year's Vikings. It feels like there's a real. I mean, not to now wish objectionable takes from objectionable people into existence, but there's a real market inefficiency here. Someone should be the Vikings guy. Like we've seen people become we, two anon guys because it's been very popular. But yeah. the Vikings, there's a, like whole, a Vikings defender. Yes, there's a whole open road here where it's like the stats don't capture the magic of this team, what toughness really is. And Dominique oh. is smiling in ways that call on me, of- call on me. I do first yeah, take was, once a but... week. Keyshawn, it's Keyshawn, it's Keyshawn oh. Johnson. Yeah, was he doing <laughs> he, that already? I actually might have. I think it was last week. Maybe he. Well, the the winds are what they are, and I I something in my brain snapped, and I said, "Well, why don't we just put up the standings? Why are we on TV? Just throw up the standings, and why everybody shut up and walk away for ten minutes." 
<laughs> but that's it. But that's but but that's the that's the argument, though. I mean, Keyshawn, astute uh, observer of human yeah. nature as he is, has noticed the Vikings are nine and zero in one score games, and maybe they're the worst ten and two team by point differential, literally in the history of ten and two teams, which is what that statistic showed us. They got the they point differential worse. that matters when the clock stops. <laughs> yes. They got more different <laughs> points than you got. You are, in, in the words of the great Bill Parcells, you are what your record says you are. I'm they jumping got, on the Keyshawn train. Let's literally, do this. somebody Wind with the handle like Skullman three twelve tweeted that exact quote at me during first take this week. So congratulations on approximating the average Vikings fan. Here's what I find fascinating about this Viking season, though. So Kirk Cousins, for years, has been the good stats, bad and big moments guy. Like, he's always finished the season with a very high, like in all the nerd stats, he ranks high. He's really good off of play action. But then, you know, he gets his primetime Kirk reputation for not being clutch. It's like he freaky Friday'd himself this year. Mm. Like, this year statistically he's not been a great quarterback he's not been super efficient but he just wins baby it's so strange (laughs) like it's like all of their luck flipped or something this season and i want to say like i i like that i think it's it's like it's it's fun for vikings i don't know i don't believe that i was lying yeah i was gonna say that's again she did the thing She says the truth, and then she's like, let me pivot. Let me pivot to a more palatable take that won't jeopardize (laughs) me. Who do you guys think is going to win the game? Um... (laughs) I have a stat, but last time I tried to come with a cool stat, I was made fun of. So No, I mean, it was because we care about you, and it was a garbage stat. When you come with cool stats, Did you get this stat from my podcast? Because I said that stat on my podcast, and he just put it on... Stole it he out here, stat stealing. Oh, you're a stat stealer, Alabaster. Oh, planting it's flags and not, not the one that I was going to mention, but all right, let's hear this great stat. And well, Pablo the stat that Charlie put up is that the Lions are first in red zone efficiency, which is important. But the Vikings went won their last game purely because of the Jets yeah. failed in the red zone. So obviously, right. the Lions are much better. I mean, the Lions' offense is really, really, really good, uh, which is why I think they've got a good shot in this one. The stat that I had was that they're fourth in yards after the catch and the Vikings defense is 29th in yards after the catch per reception. So it would seem to be a mismatch on that side of the ball. I expect the lions to move it. Well, yeah, I have a great stat. stat. Yeah. I'm going to give it a B minus. You got to go. You got to reframe it as their top five. You can't go their fourth. You so there's nothing wrong with the top. stat. You don't like the stat delivery. It's not yeah, like... you got to package that thing differently because <laughs> those numbers are not nice and round. They are odd and annoying. Because you know everything about numbers. What number is right. Adrian Peterson when he played for the Vikings? Oh, yeah. This is a two-digit number. Um, I'm, th- I'm seeing one of them is a two. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is uh, I, I, 20, 25. 25. Nailed yes. it. Did Good I really? Job, buddy. Uh-huh. You got it. What's next? I, I I hate you. Okay, what about this one? Last week, I tried to tell you guys that the Vikings had one of the worst defenses in the NFL against play action. The Lions, fifth in EPA per play off of play action this year. You got to go top five. Are we not just listening? No one listens to me on this show. They're top five, not fifth. They're top five. Top five means that they might be number one. I'm just not going to tell you. I am here just giving you lessons from so 10 years in this business. You're out here, you're out here doing that move that, that uh, stores do where it's like, hey, this is 1999. Shut up, dummy. That's the $20. Like, I, 
I think I am, our fans are smarter than that. I am exclusively referring to the 21st century as this millennium. Like, I'm <laughs> give me the biggest possible number that I could plausibly claim. Did you choose who's gonna win? You asked us. Um, so who who's gonna win? Everyone pick somebody. Pablo, you go first. I, I look. I, I, give me give me the Vikings. As much as I disrespect the Vikings, like. No, you should also... become the you should become the Vikings respecter. You nailed it. That's the great lane. Uh, you know, okay. Let me do that again. <clears throat> Rewind. <laughs> Give me the Vikings. They know how to win. All of the I mean, look, what you want to I, I can't even sell this. Uh, I feel already. I'm like that's because you don't got no dog in you. I, I can tell somebody <laughs> who don't got no dog in them. Pop, when Pablo. I see somebody with no dog in them. <laughs> Pablo, you should love the Vikings. This team is a uh, is built for the regular season. It's gonna collapse in the playoffs. This is your <laughs> lane. I hate you. That wasn't nice, but I liked it. Oh man. Um Vikings gonna win. Nope, Lions gonna win. I actually don't have a strong feel on this. <laughs> like I lean Lions, their offense is really good. They have the O line to be able to protect against the one strength of the Vikings defense. Um Zadarius Smith, but then there's Justin Jefferson and the Lions defense is not good. Well, they had actually had a pretty decent time against him last time. So yeah, earlier. That's fair. Look at you. No one's stuff. Um, oh, on nuance. We again, we once again landed on nuance. I pick who Failures. Mina picks. Go ahead, Mina. Tell us who to pick. I'm, I will not thread the coward's needle. I'll take the lions in this one. Restore Me too. the roar, baby. Yeah. I like the lions. Everybody likes the lions. Is Dan Campbell a problematic fave or is he like an okay fave? No, I mean, all of the makings of someone who will be problematic, but I don't think he's there yet. No, I, I think Dan Campbell irresistible. Great. Yeah, <laughs> he's been great. Like he annoyed me at first when he was like the Dolphins coach because he did all that fake yeah. tough guy stuff in front of the microphone. But I feel like I've gotten to know him a little bit more and he seems like not a fake tough guy. And okay. I, he just was being genuine. What is Lenny up to? <laughs> he just Speaking moved like eight feet back, but he's still staring at me menacingly. Can Hold we on. see him? Yeah, I'm going to show you. Okay. he's a bully he is a bully does does lenny have that dog in him Uh, clearly what is he doing he just sits there the whole time waiting for you to feed him him. len what are you doing sorry to blair witch project microphone is so hairy (laughs) his hair his hair Um, yeah, okay. Give me the lions. Moving on. Birdie. All right, last question. Birdie, 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 yeah. birdie. Um, so about Blake, uh, about Brock Purdy, not a Blake. He could be a Blake. Um, how much of a drop off do you expect from the 49ers offense with Brock Purdy? Before you answer, Pablo, I do need to read you something that I think is going to influence your answer. answer? It is Pablo. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, where is it? Okay, it's a quote from a story. Uh, I don't know if I can say this word on our show. Say it. (laughs) Okay, well, basically, they got a bunch of quotes from people in the Niners locker room about Brock Purdy's nickname. So you may remember Nick Foles' nickname when he was a backup. What might you think Brock Purdy's nickname would be (laughs) using similar... Powers of deduction. Yeah. Oh. Big, big Brock energy is a hint. If should you need one, 
<laughs> what is- so I, I love i love lenny he moved up a little closer this is getting like a horror movie ish it's kind of scary lenny lenny was like i really want to hear them say <laughs> so can i um uh, all right well since we're no longer live we're edited show i feel comfortable saying what i'm about to say okay this is a great preface get ready mina so okay. i've been in a lot of locker rooms over my life oh, and God. The fact of the matter is, only the extremes stand out, <laughs> and they got to be extremes. So, like, no one's walking around <laughs> looking, but it's it's really extreme. None to, of this like, is I, it. I, and no, all the locker rooms I've been in, this is journalism. All the locker rooms I've been in, there's a couple guys that we all know. And there are jokes made like, "Hey, ho, hey, ho, ho." Closer. He's going to kill you. <laughs> this is legitimately becoming terrifying. Oh, gosh. All right. That was it. That was my no. take on this. Is... I like how Dominique just man-listened penises. <laughs> <laughs> man-listened. There yeah. is this one. Uh, this is. <laughs> honey. So, from a quarterback standpoint, I do not expect much of a drop-off. We didn't see much of a drop-off in the game that he played that he didn't even prepare for. So, why should we expect much of a drop-off <laughs> going forward? This offense is predicated on everything we but the quarterback. Lenny? This, Can we censor Lenny? I feel like uh, he's yeah. also being a bit explicit, <laughs> incidentally, germane to our topic. The things that, that are asked of the quarterback in the San Francisco offense is not very complicated. Surprisingly, our guy, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, like – during that, that Mexico game gave us some stuff that we had never seen before. And I think it was just too much for him to take. And like, that led to like the rest of his body breaking down. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Scrambling, doing throws and jumping and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, I don't expect much of a drop off from Brock Purdy uh, or from this offense with Brock Purdy. They're going to design up some things that I think should be easy for him. And the defense is uh, underrated. Well, the defense isn't underrated, but his performance as it is connected with how the defense performed, I think is underrated. One of the nice things about having a great defense is you're not going to be required to do a whole lot. Nice things about having really incredible skill players is you're not going to be required to do a whole lot. So I think Brock Purdy can do not a whole lot and be fine. But the thing just, I want to translate this for, for, for normie simpletons, right? Because this story is insane on paper. The way that smart NFL people discuss the Niners Right. Who just lost the quarterback, who I believe is third all time in completion percentage. Like that's Jimmy Garoppolo. He is literally the third most accurate quarterback by that statistic we've ever seen. We lose him. The guy who made you a Super Bowl one time, although he has been criticized, obviously, and replace him with the last guy picked in this draft. And despite the fact that his name is Big Cock Brock and that everybody talks about the size of his testicles, which feels like we're also just like. Urologically speaking, we're just mixing a lot of metaphors, just for the record. But the point is that everyone's like that guy. We think they can still like make a run to the postseason. That seems insane. Doesn't it seem insane? You know what I find really interesting about it? Like we're all we all agree that Kyle Shanahan does a better job of propping up quarterbacks than just about anybody in the NFL. And uh, which is why, you know, it's such a great situation for Brock Purdy. Something that's often brought up also is that without Jimmy Garoppolo, the Niners haven't won as many games. But when they didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo, when they started Dick Mullins or CJ Beathard, is that I believe how you say it? Beathard. 
Um, they were also missing Nick Bosa and like Debo Samuel was out a lot. George Kittle was out a lot. That's lost in the mix. Brock Purdy is in a better situation than the other backups, uh, the other non Jimmy Garoppolo's. And I think that's certainly why they beat the Dolphins. And I think it's why people still have high expectations for this team, because he is right now, like, is there a better situation in football? than Brock Purdy's right now. When you consider in totality, the defense and, you know, the skill players and the coach, like, no, the dude I agree. No. Woke I mean, up and like walked into like a mansion, you know, basically this is like, um, it's not Richie Rich. Richie Rich is born rich. I'm trying to think of a movie where like a guy suddenly blank like blank check. He, he is blank check. Well, I mean, I, I, I could argue that the As situation definitely watched blank check before. Yeah, <laughs> the situation in Philly is pretty nice, but I do think that the quarterback yeah. adds more value there. I mean, That's as far true. as talents around him is Fair. really nice. Yeah, the but weapons, the 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 fact of the matter is that he played like 80 percent of this most recent game. If Jimmy Garoppolo got yeah. hurt in practice, I would be talking about this whole setup a lot differently like he played and scored as much or more points than we could have projected for Jimmy Garoppolo in that game and I agree that it wasn't like because Brock Purdy was great which is all the more reason to think that he's going to be fine he's going to throw short passes to Christian McCaffrey and they like loaded up the box to like limit their ability to run I do think like uh, a threatening like a deep threat Ayuk is like I guess that version of like the deep threat that's not that's like that's why I look at the um, Eagles and like I kind of like the Eagles roster a yeah, little better. No, you're right. Like you you're lose right. at running back, but you have more like versatility and dynamism uh, at receiver. And a better offensive line. A, a yeah, much and a, better offensive line. And a much line better offensive yeah. line, which matters. But yeah, so the point is there are ways to to give them trouble, but I think in in Shanahan, we all trust is what it boils down to is he's never really yeah. had so, a quarterback that's just been I mean, bad. Like he's I had bad quarterbacks, but they don't play bad. I am okay. I'm just going to be lay my cards on the table because people think, you know, I'm a Seahawks fan. People might assume that I'm rooting against the Niners in this situation. I am not because just as strong as my Seahawks fandom is my wins are not a QB stat agenda. I want the Niners to take this all the way. And then I can point to that. Like when Brock Purdy beats Tom Brady this weekend. Oh I'm going gosh. to throw that up. I'm going to shout it from the mountains. Oh, we're giving Brock Purdy credit for this win. Is Brock Purdy better than Tom Brady? We're saying oh. that this is, by the way, the the, the win against uh, Miami, Jimmy Garoppolo got credit for that on his yeah. stat sheet. That's why wins are not a corner mark start. It's stupid. <laughs> Sorry. It's very stupid. I didn't even I didn't even spin it forward to the following week's takes. That is why you are on top of the take game is I didn't realize that I cannot wait for him to win and to spend my whole week yelling about how Brock Purdy elevated everyone around him in a way that Tom Brady could not. Oh, please. That's that's how you know that you haven't been on first take enough. Mina is mad about takes that haven't even been thought yet. (laughs) <laughs> takes in gestation uh, is Blake check the one where he had the pool coming out of his room or is that Richie Rich I think that was Richie I think both are Macaulay Culkin Blake right? check kid lived in like a normal house but just and then he became it. rich Richie Rich was born Richie Rich had the McDonald's in his house and no I think Blake check had the the he built the pool coming out of the bedroom that would be not tasteful enough for Richie Rich you never seen wow. these movies 
I've seen Richie Rich. I've seen Richie Rich. They like were on Mount Rushmore. They were shooting stuff, right? right. I remember. I've seen that. I haven't seen Blank Check. But every time you you say those, I think of the movie Toy, which is even older and much more problematic. Mm -hmm. Richard Pryor. Mm -hmm. No, nobody remembers that one. Get a check in it. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting closer. Like this is ridiculous. (laughs) Can we end this show before he bites Mina? Look at his face. He looks so angry. It really is the like oh. the dead the deadness of oh. his stare. Just oh yeah, we got to get out of here. We got to, we got to, we got to. We also got to censor that at the bottom. <laughs> you are really interested. I'm I'm interested in protecting the decency of our program. Decency of our program? Yeah, <laughs> you are the one that fills our program with smut on a weekly basis. <laughs> is there is there a word that rhymes with Len? Like big something Len? Is there a word that's more old person sounding oh. than smut? Tommy <laughs> used to call him Linus. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I did Linus. used to call him Linus. That was his name. We've been friends so if long that I show. forgot that you already had an inside joke for my dog. If you've watched this fake TV show before, everybody on it has a reference to Lenny's.